has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Taurus, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I am joined by a fellow podcaster and horror fanatic, one of the hosts of the Drunken Horror Podcast, which I kind of said drunkenly. I am not drunk at all, by the way. I'm completely <laughs> sober, but it, one of the hosts of Drunken Horror Podcast, there we go, who, uh, fun fact, also ended 2022 with a Gremlins-themed episode. Please welcome my friend, Alice. Hello. I am so sorry I butchered the introduction. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry at all. We did our first recording of 2023 on Thursday, and I completely messed up the whole beginning of it all. (laughs) Like, like I just spent three weeks off and just forgotten everything, so (laughs) it happens. (laughs) But we as podcasters, we have honor. So while I edit this, I'm going to leave all that in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the world deserves to know I am also human. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are talking about the man of our dreams. Who else than Freddy Krueger? Always Yay. a good time talking about Freddy. But before we go and become dream warriors, I wanted to ask you about Drunken Horror Podcast for a little bit. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, it was kind of I, it was something I always wanted to do. I studied film for kind of what we call college, uh, which is kind of in between the ages of 16 and 18. And then I also studied at, at university, uh, so between the ages of 18 and 21. So I've always loved movies, loved talking about them and like wanted to do a podcast, but then thought, I need to do it with someone. And I don't think anyone would ever want to do it with me. Just kind of and just kind of threw it away as an idea. And then one day I was like, Oh, I'm going to reach out and see who wants to do it with me. So a couple of my really good friends were like, yeah, totally. Let's do it. Let's chat about horror movies because we're all horror fans and that's all we do. So the the idea is drunken horror. So we have a drink and we chat about a particular movie. Um, and we want to get the idea of if you're at a pub or at a bar and you're chatting with your friends about movies and you're getting a little bit drunk and just having fun. Um, and that's the kind of whole idea that we want to go about it. I love that. I've only listened to a few episodes so far. I listened to the Jaws one. Yeah. And I don't remember which co-host of yours it was, but I disagreed with them very heavily because I I didn't think they liked it. I don't think they liked it as much. And that was one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Lena always has very uh, surprising uh, (laughs) um, choices that she makes with what she likes and what she doesn't like. It always throws us with a curveball. I was surprised as well that she didn't like it. Um. (laughs) But then I listened to the Alien episode and it seemed like everyone seemed to like that one. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're cool. That's (laughs) that's my favorite scary movie. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah. It's always, always interesting. Our like variety of movies that we like. I think that I'm quite, I haven't, I don't think we've come across a movie that I've really hated yet, uh, which has been interesting. I think maybe I'm too nice with my reviews and I'm like, it was great. (laughs) Everyone did so well. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like I'm the same way because I um 
whenever I watch a movie and I log it on Letterboxd, I always feel like I'm rating whichever movie it is way higher than most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same. I think because I really like really rubbish horror as well. So I'm always like, yeah, like the like with all the Freddy movies, yeah, like the sixth Freddy movie is amazing. It's so good. And everyone's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a um a chat about the uh, Halloween franchise on oh. over Halloween. <laughs> and we kind of did a breakthrough of like the, all of the movies and uh me and Luna who's my co-host at Drunken Horror uh were saying how much we loved Halloween Resurrection and that is the one that's always at the bottom of everyone's list but we were like no it's so good <laughs> like, how can you not love it it's so rubbish but it's great because it's so rubbish like I gotta admit it's near the bottom of my list but it is yeah. not the bottom of my list so I'm giving <laughs> no. you I'm giving you a little uh, ammo there. It's like, see, it's not everyone's least favorite. No, um, exactly. <laughs> my my thing with Halloween Resurrection is I love everything to do with Buster Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I hate watching it when Buster Rhymes isn't on screen. I get so yeah. bored. Yeah. But then Buster Rhymes comes on and I'm like, yeah. And then he's off screen and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. It's just so like, it's so noughties. I think that's why I, I love it. It's just like everything about it is just perfectly noughties. It's interesting Um, because here is my super slick professional transition into Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Michael Myers has kind of evolved with the different generations like halloween h2o that has kind of a scream vibe it came out after scream and michael myers was very 90s uh halloween 4 and halloween 5 it seemed like michael was following in the footsteps of jason with getting the bigger gnarlier kills which is funny because michael myers is the inspiration for jason so it's funny to see that the snake eating its own tail so to speak and then like even the trilogy today Michael Myers is reminiscent of like Halloween 2018 has a lot to do with like dealing with past trauma and and like the Me Too movement. And it's like that's what a lot of horror films are doing. They're very topical in this era and they're about like these really heavy themes. Freddy Krueger really doesn't do that. He's just 80s other than the remake. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's very true um I guess you kind of we get a little bit of uh of a 90s uh Freddy um in Freddy's Dead that's the one where he kills him with a video game right um but that's, I, that's but still 80s still to like, me <laughs> yeah that's true it's not it doesn't yeah. feel I never actually really thought about that I guess just so that's why I love Freddy is because he is just so 80s and like I enjoy most things about the 80s especially the movies Mm -hmm. so yeah I never really thought that he didn't really kind of transition into anything else he didn't really even do it in like Freddy versus Jason either I was Uh, about to say like (laughs) I would say that's a very early 2000s film but Freddy is still still has that 80s vibe to me yeah definitely in that movie and then Jason is Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess he's stuck in the 80s as well. They're remakes. I thought they did a good job with the Friday the 13th remake. I didn't think I didn't think they did as good of a job with the Nightmare on Elm Street. And and here's how you know we're nice reviewers because I can't flat out say I didn't like 
Yeah, or I yeah. hated this movie. I have to be like, well, they didn't do as good as a job as like every other movie, which actually yeah, that yeah. sounded really backhanded. <laughs> yeah, it's like, good job, well done, but just not as good as the others. Well, uh, like, but making, yeah, making a movie is hard, you know, yeah. even when it sucks, you, that's a good job because you finished it. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no, I also don't like the the remake at all um I think I went to the cinema to see it probably did um and yeah I think I remember being like what is going on here like <laughs> this is this isn't the Freddy that I know and love like <laughs> right and I feel bad because I thought the actor did a good job yeah the actor who played Freddy it was just everything else yeah everything else I didn't like and you have this one guy who's like doing his best he's actually doing a good job but Everything around him sucked, so he sucked too, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's big shoes to fill as well. If you've got, you're going up against, you know, Robert England, who's right. just, he is Freddy. He will always be Freddy. And not having him in a Freddy movie feels very strange. So it must have been really difficult for him. See, again, we're being really lovely reviewers and we're like, oh, it must have been really hard for him. Like, like... Well, I will defend him. It's not even yeah. me being like a, being a nice guy. I truly believe he did a good job. Like, yeah. I will defend his honor. But that being said, you can't do much when nothing is working in your favor. No. Like, when everything around you is not up to par, you can deliver the best performance of your life. People are still going to hate it. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I think what what got to me about it is it was it felt like it was so heavily focused on the uh the kind of pedophile side of it all. And the other right. movies didn't really and they kind of like alluded to it a little bit more. But this was just so in your face. I was like, I don't need that. I don't need to have like this storyline in my face. I know it. You can do it in a subtle way and we can still get it. Um I think that's where it kind of lost me. I kind of like think back from when I last watched it I was a bit like yeah this is just this is just too in my face don't need it and it I listened to an interview with Robert England once and he said he didn't really get why they went in that direction with it because Freddie's already killing kids yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> why do you gotta make him a pedophile too like <laughs> yeah and yeah, like exactly. you said it was kind of always implied yeah but He's killing kids. That's yeah, yeah, as bad yeah. as you can get. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is is a Nightmare on Elm Street your favorite scary movie of all time, or is Freddy your favorite character? Because there is a difference. Definitely, I think Freddy is my favorite character, and I would say that Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite franchise. Well, it's very close between Freddy and Chucky. Um, I have to say, but I think I think Nightmare on Elm Street slightly tops it um but still staying with Wes Craven my, I think my favorite horror film is Scream a phenomenal film <laughs> it's just so good and you know I sometimes when I say this with um with some um like other horror fans I had to get a little bit of like, a stucked up nose and a bit like oh really and I'm like oh yeah and so I don't like some like art house horror film and that's not my favorite whatever it doesn't matter like Scream is just iconic and you know, I love all the little easter eggs to like nods of other horror movies and it's just so well written and um every time I watch it I'm still like the twist I'm still always like oh yeah it's so good <laughs> I personally believe there are two types of people in this world people who love Scream and liars. 
yeah 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 definitely <laughs> I I agree I agree I don't understand how people I, I have met quite a few people who don't like slasher movies at all and I'm like how can you not like how can you be a horror fan and not like slasher movies like that's the one that people always think of like I can I can get behind that though because I think horror is such a diverse genre yeah true where yeah. you can, when people say I don't like horror I tend to be like you haven't found the subgenre you like. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a uh, something that we we're thinking of doing in the um in this year actually is getting some people on who we know don't like horror movies, kind of our friends and such, and chat to them about why they don't like horror, and see if we can kind of like sway them a little bit or get them to watch a film. Like, oh well, okay, maybe you should try this one. Um, but yeah, we do we do have one friend in particular who we. We're all together on holiday and one evening we watched Scary Movie and she found even Scary Movie scary. So maybe she's got no hope. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, that's where you throw her into the deep end with like Hostel or uh, Cannibal (laughs) Holocaust or something atrocious. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. One of the gnarly, uh, the ones with the nasty reputation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that would probably be traumatizing. Probably don't do that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, we've been trying to convince her because uh, Megan hasn't come out here in the UK yet. Um, it's mm-hmm. coming out on Friday. We're trying to convince her to come along with us to see that. But even that, uh, she's like, nope, no way. So. <laughs> I I live in the United States, so I've already got to see Megan. And I'm not going to say anything. Um, I think Megan will be out. You would have seen it by the time this episode comes out. I just want to say I loved it, and I hope mm-hmm. you love it as well. I think everything about it so far, what I've seen on the trailers, is like I'm going to have good fun with it. So I'm really looking forward to it. I had a bunch of fun with it, so yeah, I'm hoping you like it as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I want from horror. I just want to have fun, and I want to have like a giggle with some friends, and maybe like jump occasionally. And that's that's all right. I ask for with my horror movies. So. <laughs> So, I mean, sometimes I want to be disturbed. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes I'm, I just want to see F- Freddie turn a girl into a praying mantis and squash her. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I do go on like either ends of the scale, but I do always lean a bit more towards the, the kind of Freddie praying mantis style. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll usually pick the fun one more often, but sometimes yeah, yeah. I want to feel like depressed. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's been some good movies last year that came out for that as well. When I was like, oh, okay, now I need to stick something happy on. I need to put some Disney on or something. <laughs> this has been too much for me. But... <laughs> um, speaking of like fun horror movies versus depressing horror movies, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is fun. Yeah. But it's that one, I think, gets pretty dark. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember how old I was when I watched it. I must have been I probably 15 or 16. Um, I didn't really grow up with horror so much. So I wasn't one of those horror fans that you meet with. Like, my mum let me watch The Exorcist when I was six or whatever. Um, I didn't have any of that. Um, I was scared of Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Um, and like I was just a terrified child. And then I think, yeah, as I kind of got older and I started to enjoy watching movies and analysing them, and then I kind of got into horror that way from studying it um so yeah I must have been about 15 or 16 when I first watched it and I remember being like quite scared from it because Freddie's quite a scary character like he's funny and he's really silly but the whole idea of him is terrifying you know 
the thing that you can't escape from is sleep and he gets you in your sleep so you can't get away from it and I think that's just such a good idea for a villain really oh I agree with you 100% and for me when it comes to Freddy I feel like the slashers have very distinct either motives or personalities Mm -hmm. Michael Myers is just he's like Bruce the shark in Jaws yeah Yeah. he is a mechanical kill or the the xenomorph and alien yeah all he does is kill he kills whatever's in his way whereas Jason is like a mommy's boy Leatherface is a a family man like Mm -hmm. they're just they're just simple boys trying to do right by their families yeah yeah (laughs) Freddy Freddy is a motherfucker He's yeah, like, yeah. he's just as evil as Michael, except Michael is devoid of personality. Michael is a force of nature. Yeah. Freddie likes what he's doing. <laughs> oh, he loves it. Yeah, yeah. He And that, that's what makes it like a little bit extra scary, I think, is that you can see his joy that he's getting from doing these really like fucked up kills to people, especially as the movies get like get on and you're on to like the fourth or fifth one. And like some of the kills are just horrific. And you're like, oh, God, like, yeah, horrible. And there's really not a character. Well, I think there's maybe one character who's kind of like Freddie. And the only one I can see somewhat similarities is is uh, Pennywise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Pennywise is also up there. I do have a little it tattoo as well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it is also up there. And yeah, also does really messed up kills um, and just messes with kids' minds. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the I do difference... love it. Sorry. It's okay. No, I was saying I do love a bit of Pennywise. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think the main difference is at, at least Pennywise eats the kids. He plays yeah. with his food and then he eats them. Freddy just kills just to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just messed up, but also yeah. really funny. Like, you can't not love him. Like, <laughs> Right. I do like the idea in the... I'm going to say something nice about the remake. Okay. So... I can I can hear people yelling at me already, but I, I have to say <laughs> something nice about the remake. I thought it was a and come to think of it, I think my friend put this idea in my head. My friend who I did this podcast with, we were talking about Michael. I think he's the one that put this idea in my head and I'm stealing it from him. But anyways, um... <laughs> <laughs> just edit that bit out. And then like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, it's no a one unique thought to me, a unique <laughs> yeah. thought to me. But I have honor. I'm not going to edit it out. I, yeah. I'm going to sew my warts and all. I just edit out the ums in my <laughs> yeah, weird yeah. breaths. I'll, I keep in my mistakes because I'm like, I, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Let me finish my thought. I'm sorry. But no, that's uh, okay. <laughs> there's the idea in the remake that Freddy maybe didn't do it. Like maybe the parents killed an innocent man. Ooh. And then okay. it turns out, no, Freddy... Freddy's a motherfucker. Yeah, um, yeah. And that is a really interesting concept. But yeah. what my friend pointed out, uh, if you guys want to hear him say it, I'm going to plug my, one of my back episodes. Uh, Brett Miller, we're talking about Mikey Mai Mai uh, back in October, because I'm remembering it clearly now. He he said the reason why that didn't work is we know who Freddy is. There's been yeah. eight movies at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's been eight movies at that point. You're not going to fool us with <laughs> yeah. with that twist. So we know who Freddy is. So 
I got to credit my friend Brett because he's the one that came up with this thought. Uh, I almost stole it accidentally, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get credit where credits due. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's is a great thing to make up. Like you don't want to change this character that everyone who will be going to see the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street has probably seen all the other ones or at least the original, and they know Freddy, and that's what they want. They want the Freddy that we know, even though it'll be a slightly different version. We don't want to and. Like, come to think of it, there's lots of films that tend to do that with a villain where they're like, oh, but maybe he was innocent. So or this is why he's so messed up. So let's give him a little bit of sympathy. Um, I kind of felt a little bit like that with the going back to Halloween with the Halloween uh, remakes, the Rob Zombie ones. Right. Yeah. Giving Michael Myers the kind of backstory of being from like an abused child and all of that. And I'm like, I don't want to know that. Or like, I just want him to be this horrible killing machine. Um, I don't want to have any little bit of sympathy for him because he was an abused child. Um, I like the idea of him just being this thing that just goes and kills people. Yeah. And it's a shame that lots of, there tend to be quite a few remakes of horror movies where they do do that. They give a little bit of a backstory and they give him a little bit of a sympathy story. And I'm like, no, I just want my horror villains just to be evil just because they're evil. Exactly. And I usually tend to agree with you. I give Jason a pass. Because Jason is yeah. like Jason, his backstory is built into the original movie. That is how exactly. we know Jason. Yeah. Um, same thing with Victor Crowley. Mm-hmm. If you've ever for those who don't know Victor Crowley, he is the main slasher of the Hatchet franchise. Yeah. And then I I always have kind of a sympathy for Leatherface because I think Leather because his family's so mean. I know they're That's cannibals, yeah, yeah. but they're mean too. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. I think they're not um, nice. No, no, they're not nice. I think, like, yeah, if it's in the original story, fine. But if it's a remake and they're giving a new introduction to, like, uh, giving us a sympathy story or, you know, giving us a bit of background to why the character is like that, I don't like it. But if it's in the original one, it's fine. Passable for me. (laughs) Right. I don't want to know why Michael's evil. It's because he's evil. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, We we don't need any sympathy for Freddy Krueger. He's a yeah. He's a child murderer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's totally fine. Him just being a child murderer. Let's just keep it at that. (laughs) And then I don't know the Child's Play franchise as well, but from what I know, they don't really give Chucky a backstory, do they? When when they go into his past, he's still a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, he is just he's just evil through and through. From what I've only I haven't seen the second season of the Chucky TV series, so I don't know if there's anything that happens in that one. But from everything that I've seen so far, uh, yeah, he's just evil. He's just this dickhead through and through. Uh, and again, that's probably why I quite like it because it's just it's just an evil person. <laughs> we love our evil dickheads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did think of something there. I do think I forgot about it, which is weird because it's actually one of my favorite, if not my favorite nightmare movie. But Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yeah. That broke Freddy out of the 80s. Yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah. Um, Freddy does that's... not feel 80s in that one. <laughs> no, no. And that one is just, oh, it's just so good. I love that one so much. Um, Me too. It's, yeah, it's like it's, it's up there. I think it's in my maybe top three, I think. It's just so well done and it was so 
fresh from the other movies. You know, you had like Final Nightmare, which was pretty rubbish. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> that's a me being kind, probably. Um, <laughs> and uh, like same with like Dream Child as well. Um, and we just got this new fresh take on uh, on Freddy, but it's still feeling very original, like Nightmare on Elm Street as well, because um, it's Wes Craven. So, you know, he um, he just did his own like fresh take on a, on it. And yeah, so good, that one. So cleverly done. Really enjoyed it. My favorite thing about Wes Craven's new nightmare is how Wes Craven was able to make a film with a lot of fan service, a lot of cameos and Easter yeah. eggs and callbacks. But that's not the focus of the movie. The movie's something entirely brand new. Yeah. It deals with movie making, which you haven't seen at that point in a slasher. Not like that, a yeah. slasher that's aware of itself and before Scream, like it did all this amount of stuff before Scream. Yeah, yeah, it felt like it was a little bit of a like Wes Craven's like practice film before Scream came out, right? <laughs> right. Like, let's see how the audience like react to this, like, and then we can like bring out Scream because um, it does have loads of loads of elements of Scream with with all the callbacks and the nods and all of that stuff. But I think again, I think that's why I like it because. I like Scream so much. Yeah, it's a good one. I I think it's a brilliant, a brilliant film. And depending on my mood, I think that one and the original are my favorite. Like those one, I switch sometimes. Yeah. If I could, I'll say they're tied for first. I think. Okay. I think I would put the original up there more often because I've seen the original more. Yeah. But I I really, really love New Nightmare. And I I think I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, I was just going to say, I think that uh, for me, Dream Warriors is up there with my favorite. Um, it's probably my favorite, I think. Um, I think it's, I think what I like about it is because I love those like 80s movies like The Goonies and mm-hmm. Stand By Me and all of that. And it has lots of that 80s, like preteen, adolescent movies, as well as it being a horror movie. So I think that's that's why it, I enjoy it so much. And I only watched it for the first time, like maybe last year, the year before. Um, so it was like, so it wasn't something that was on my ra- radar for a long time. And then I watched it and I was like, where has this movie been all my life? This is great. Uh, and it was just an instant hit for me. So good. That's interesting. That's really interesting. I think you'll be pleased to know that Dream Warriors is my third favorite. Good, so, good. <laughs> Heather, Heather Langenkamp is the top three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. Why did it take so long for you to see Dream Warriors? Because I feel like that's the universal fan favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I think I, I watched I watched the original and I've watched watched the second one. And then I think I watched like New Nightmare and Freddy vs. Jason and the remake. And then I just kind of pushed away the the other ones in between for quite a long time. I don't really know why I did, but I think, it, yeah, last year or the year before, I just went through the whole franchise and watched them all and really enjoyed it and loved it so much. And yeah, like, I don't know why it took me so long to, to get Dream Warriors into my life, but it's here in my life. So I'm glad that I eventually <laughs> got there. <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like there's a thing in slasher movies or slasher franchises where sometimes it takes a little while for the characters to truly be the characters. Yeah. Like... They're not like Jason doesn't really truly become Jason for me until Jason part four or Friday the 13th 
part four, the final chapter, which mm-hmm. turns out was not the final chapter. Nice, shockingly not. <laughs> a bunch of them after that. <laughs> yeah. But especially in like the public eye, because like I think Michael Myers was pretty formed in the original Halloween, but it wasn't until Halloween four where we get like the Michael Myers that everyone really knows. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where he's at his most Michael Myers yeah yeah definitely I guess it's kind of the same with with Freddy as well I think Freddy makes a good name for himself on the on a nightmare on Elm Street and then yeah Freddy's revenge loses it a little bit I think um I'm sure we'll but, chat about that soon yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but like Dream Warriors he's at his most Freddy yeah definitely and then four like, and five just follow three's lead <laughs> yeah that's it and I think yeah that's exactly it like he does loads of fairly comical kills but also horrific kills as well I think that's like where some of his worst kills are um and some of them are like really heartbreaking as well like the girl who gets all the like needles stuck in her he's like a recovering drug addict like that one like broke my heart like I felt so sorry for her but also it's very very inventive kills I think that's where he starts to really mess with what our dreams could be like and how we could die rather than just being slashed up and thrown up in the air um, or sucked into a bed. <laughs> Which is iconic. Oh, so good. Love yeah. that moment. No, I think three is the most nightmare on Elm Street, nightmare on Elm Street movie, if that makes yeah. sense. That's yeah, where it kind of reaches its, but I don't think it's the best one. I think new nightmare is the best one. Yeah. Okay. But I think, dream warriors is the one that is like if if i had to tell someone if i only had two hours to explain freddy krueger to someone or the night on or a nightmare on elm street to someone i would use dream warriors i mean this is a franchise yeah this is what the franchise where the heart of the franchise is yeah yeah it's a good place to start because you also get the backstory and like you know you don't you get caught up with what happened in uh a nightmare on elm street um and then yeah go straight into three that's where that would be my advice as well actually because <laughs> like the original i love the original but some, there are moments where you're like oh they did not have any money to make this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it was as well uh yeah they just it was kind of on a on a dime a little bit um but you know, there's the same with lots of those kind of first slasher movies. They just had no money, yeah. but they were just like, it was just some mates together at college and just being like, let's just make a silly horror movie. And then they do very well for themselves. So, <laughs> yeah. And from like, you know, learning more about Freddie over the years and stuff, I had no idea that New Line Cinema was kind of birthed from A Nightmare on Elm Street, which is, you know, and they've given us so many classic horror movies now, and it wouldn't be there without Freddie. Another thing to be thankful for Freddie for. (laughs) Exactly. The house that Freddie built. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And I always find it surprising that the studios seem to be reluctant on horror at times when without horror, New Line wouldn't be where it is. Yep. Universal would not be where it is. No, no. Like they were built on the the classic monsters, the yeah. Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula, the Invisible Man, some of their biggest hits, Jaws, Jurassic Park. 
yeah. where would Universal be without horror? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting how, and I think that like recently horror has been doing really well for itself, especially last year. I think last year was 2022 was just a fantastic yeah. year for horror. Um, and I think it's kind of people are slowly starting to enjoy a bit more and taking it taking it on. Uh, I think it's with the thanks for the A24 movies, it's probably helping that a lot. And it is it's great to see that it's becoming a little kind of say mainstream because I think I feel like when you're when you're a fan of horror, you do have your own little like box that's put away to the side and people will be like, oh, I want to go see like the Oscar nomination movie mm-hmm. at the cinema. I don't want to go see a stupid horror film because it's just going to be a waste of money or, or whatever. But now more people are like, oh, no, there's a new A24 film. I want to go and see that because I loved Hereditary. I loved Midsummer or whatever. And more people who aren't really that into horror are slowly transitioning into it, which is cool. Yeah, because like Smile made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And that's um have you seen Smile yet? I've seen Smile, yeah. That's like a good mainstream horror movie. Yeah. And I think Barbarian made a lot of money. Oh yeah. And that's a weird movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's really messed up. But that was that was a fantastic one. Yeah. So I guess we're just getting more and more people coming into our little box. It's getting exciting. (laughs) I think it's great for the genre where you can have these very successful original movies coexisting with the the big franchises. Yeah. Because like last year alone, we get another Michael Myers movie. Ghostface came back. Leatherface came back. Predator came back. Pinhead came back. Um, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Chucky's on TV. So a lot of the big players, like a lot of the big icons have come back. And in 2021, we had the return of Candyman. Yeah. 2020, there was a reboot of The Invisible Man. And this year, we're getting Ghostface again. And yeah. I believe uh, they're filming an alien yeah, uh, and TV I, show. I, I think there might be an exorcist coming out this yeah, year Yeah, well. yeah. Yeah, I, so it's yeah. So it's, the big franchises are thriving, but the original movies are thriving as they're coexisting. I think that's great. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to see if they ever do another kind of Freddy movie. I think it could work quite well in a kind of like Gen Z era. I I think there's a lot of ways you can make Freddy work. Yeah, and definitely. Controversial opinion. I don't think you need Robert England to play Freddy Ooh. again. I mean, it's hard, yeah. but the man done his time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think yeah. He even wants to, you know, I think he'd like to be involved with the franchise. I don't think he wants to put that makeup on. No. If he don't no. have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I think that. I mean, I can't speak for him. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's he's pretty much retired now, right? I think he's hung up his uh his hat. I think he like occasionally does uh, like Comic Cons, but he will only do them in the UK now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at Comic Con in London last year, and I think that's just all he's gonna do. And it's like, well, fair enough. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> um, and I think yeah, it, it's it will be good to see someone else. Uh, do it we can't gatekeep robert england for so long can we so <laughs> well i think he'll do a like an acting gig here and there because he did stranger things oh yeah he did yeah so i just think he well freddie's such a physically demanding role yeah definitely 
not everyone can be Harrison Ford still putting on the hat and whip when you're 80. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm excited for. That is my most anticipated movie of the year is the new Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's going to be great fun. Definitely. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love I know this is a horror podcast, but that might be my favorite franchise overall is indiana jones <laughs> oh yeah yeah so many good memories of being a kid watching indiana jones uh yeah <laughs> love it so much <laughs> again it's the 80s like you know right they just made great movies in the 80s like. <laughs> and that's where i'm like i can't see anyone else playing indiana jones other than harrison ford even yeah. though R river phoenix played indy young indy in the last crusade opening yeah. so there is precedent but i just to me, that will always be Harrison Ford. I think the reason why I this. OK, this is going to sound weird, but the reason why I think you can make a really good Freddy movie without Robert England playing Freddy is because to make a good Nightmare on Elm Street movie, you don't make Freddy the focus. You focus on your main character. Yeah. Who, yeah that's and then true. and then you let Freddy be the antagonist like Freddy's not supposed to be the steak. He's supposed yeah. to be the sauce. <laughs> yeah yeah that's very true um which i guess kind of yeah. makes it makes it a bit different from the halloween movies and the jason x movies is that you know the main focus with them i think is is just michael or, or is just jason um which is probably why i didn't really like some of the latest halloween movies yeah i think you just need a really good final girl and then you're sorted i think and when you're wearing that much makeup as well who can tell if it's going to be robert england or not like <laughs> You just have to have good writers giving him good nasty lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot because we have the technology. We have with CGI and practical being like at all time highs. There's no excuse not to make like amazing dream worlds and Definitely. like and you can go into body horror or whatever because Freddie can do whatever he wants. Yeah, you can get as like nightmarish and as abstract as possible you can yeah, really play with the rules of cinema <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah which is which is why it's so great and why it's such a fantastic idea for a villain like i've said i used to have nightmares i had like like a reoccurring nightmare that would happen probably like once every few months or something like that um i haven't had one for a while so hopefully it's not gonna happen tonight but of me <laughs> running down a pathway by like a river and there's loads of little Freddies chasing after me, like little mini ones. <laughs> and that would just be it. And there's me trying to get away from them. <laughs> but like you could do that now, you know? Exactly. And it'd be yeah. Easy yeah. To do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, not easy, but it'd be easier to do that than it would yeah. be back in the day when Freddy yeah, was definitely. in his prime. I think there will be a new nightmare film sooner than later. Yeah. I, th I think I so. think the world's ready for Freddy's return. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it does, it always keeps getting teased. You keep seeing a little like, oh, there's in like pre-production another Freddy movie right. or you see it come up on like IMDb, like 2023, a new nightmare and then it just, just doesn't happen. Um, there's always little like inklings of it maybe happening. Um, I think it, it makes sense too. The the world is ready for it now. We've done everything else. Like, give yeah. us Freddy. Like <laughs> but like I said, I think in order for a nightmare movie to work, you have to focus on your main character. Yeah. If they're not strong, the Freddy movie's not strong. Yeah. Na I mean, Nancy Thompson is an iconic final girl. Mm -hmm. And you get the Dream Warriors 
in Dream Warriors. Like, <laughs> there's yeah. such a fun group of kids. Freddy's not the reason why those movies work. Freddy's just the face. Yeah. But Nancy in the Dream Warriors, those are the heart of those movies. And yeah, that's definitely. why those movies are the fan favorites, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you just need... I think that Nancy is probably my favorite final girl as well. Like, I don't know, like Laurie is amazing. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic. But yeah, Nancy is just... She's just great uh, and very clever and very strong. Yeah, I think she's, she's up there with my favorite, if not my favorite final girl, I think. I love it. I think my favorite is and will always be Sydney Prescott. Yeah. Yeah, also kind of the same as well. Very smart, yeah, and very badass, uh, especially yeah. as the movies go on and she kind of learns all about ghost space and understands them a bit more. They're, they're probably on par, I think. I don't know if I could pick between the two who would be at the top. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on your mood. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Am I a Sydney kind of day or am I having a Nancy kind of day? I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Freddy Krueger kill? That's a great question. I think I think it has to be the one that we spoke about with the uh, with the needles. I think that's one that I always think about. If someone mentions any of Freddy's kills, I think of that one straight away, or I'll tell people about it and be like, "Oh yeah, this one is like you should watch this one because of this that happens." So I think it has to be that one. I also is I think it's in. Dream Warriors as well with the uh, the puppet one uh, when yeah, he gets like, taken yeah. up to actually Dream Warriors has some really good kills because they've also got the TV mm-hmm. the face shoved Welcome in the face. Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's like oh yeah, if I have to pick between those three, I think no, no, I think it's going to be the puppet one because that just feels like so that pain. Of like having yeah. all your veins being pulled out and then just being puppeted, puppeted? Is that a word? <laughs> like yeah. over to yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to you know jump off to your death um, off a tall building uh, is just horrific. Yeah, I think it's got to be that one. I think. What about you? I probably should have seen this coming, knowing I was going to ask you this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I have two. I have two. Okay. The first one that came to mind is the iconic welcome to prime time bitch yes yeah. i love it i love that quote i love the setup to it because it's kind because the scene leading up to that there's i think there's a really good jump scare where because she's the the girl is watching the television the talk show and it's like this actress is talking to like the talk show and all of a sudden he becomes Freddie and like a jump cut scare. <laughs> and it's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it startles me every time. I, I think that's a brilliantly crafted scene with the ultimate payoff. And then the aftermath where her head is just hanging. She's hanging yeah. from her head and the TV. That is kinda darkly funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But the what's gonna share with that spot is the Freddy kill that scares me the most. And it's Tina's death in the first one. Yeah. Where, cause it's so violent. Yeah. And, and like, she's being thrown across a room and like blood is getting, I think it's scarier than the fountain of blood coming out of the bed where blood's yeah, literally getting everywhere. But when he's just throwing Tina all about and the blood splattering the wall from that, there's just a visceralness to that one 
where e- like even now I'm like oh just thinking yeah. about it it is horrific that one you know that's a that's another quite nice thing though like it's just kind of classic Wes Craven move is that like Tina is you kind of think that she's probably is even going to be her or Nancy that's going to be our final girl we're not too sure and she's like the main one of the main characters and then like after like 10 minutes into the film or something there she is she's dead in the most horrific way ever and like it would have been so great to be in the cinema to watch that with a kind of with an 80s audience and just to see people's reactions for that because it was it's so violent so horrific there's loads of things like that where I'm like oh I wish I had a time machine go back in time (laughs) to like watch that for the first time with with everyone because I think that if you were to watch it now with people who haven't seen it before might not be as shocking because I think we're quite desensitized by violence now um so maybe not everyone would find it as shocking as they kind of did um back then maybe yeah i love that i'll be wrapping this up but i gotta ask because it is the title of the show if you go to bed and you're in a dreamy wonderland but all of a sudden you're uh find yourself 1v1 with the freddy krueger would you die um, there's a part of me that would love to say no um, and that I would be smart <laughs> enough to outwit him, but I don't, I don't think, I think I'd give it a good go and I'll try and fight my way back. But I think that I would probably die. And I think that I'd much rather be killed by Freddy than by Jason or Michael, because at least the death would be inventive. Uh, so, like, <laughs> if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out in style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to just get stabbed or just get how do I chainsawed. Um, you know, I want to go in like a really messed up way. That you know, I guess it's not gonna be memorable because obviously I'm gonna be dead, so I'm not gonna remember it. But you know. <laughs> the world will. No, the world will. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should give yourself a bit more credit because because we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet but you are a kickboxer i am yeah yeah and in freddy freddy's dead the final nightmare one of the kids is a kickboxer and if i remember correctly she lives yeah i mean maybe it will be uh maybe it will help me a little bit but um there's precedent yeah exactly i mean that's why i said you know i'd be able to fight back and by fight back i'd be able to you know throw a punch and throw a kick and probably do all right uh so you know i've I've got a little bit of that where um it would be you know we'll see how i'd how i would get on i guess (laughs) but i'm sure that i just i yeah i just i don't think that i'll be able to outwit him i think that he will be able to delve into my uh my nightmares a little bit too uh too easily (laughs) well i'm just saying there's precedent for the kickboxing skill to be used successfully against freddy and we haven't seen it fail against freddy so if we're if we're using if we're going by the movies like that's one way to beat freddy is just (laughs) kickboxing not karate karate don't work uh, he no, yeah, karate yeah, kid. yeah. <laughs> don't learn how to do karate learn no. how to do kickboxing um, yeah just in case freddie comes and gets you uh that's my that's my advice for your listeners <laughs> so we're gonna say you're at a 50 50 because you think you would die but, but i think you would live so yeah. we'll Thank agree you. to disagree <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we'll we'll compromise and say 50 50 for you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> for me I would die, and I'll tell you why. 
because I don't know how to kickbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, is it because you don't know how to kickbox? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I set it up pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what are the what are the ways you can beat Fred? Well, Nancy beats Freddie in the first one by just not believing in him. But yeah. I don't know if he if he's right in front of me, it's going to be hard to be like, I don't believe in you. Like, I can't do the Pennywise approach and bully him because I'm not that mean. <laughs> uh, so I, I can't roast him to death the second one he gets destroyed by true love or something like that and i'm single as a pringle so i can't do that <laughs> third one third one how how do they get rid of him in the third one because uh, they kind of meld together in my mind yeah just the the power of their their skills right is that right they've all and, kind of mashed into one as well right <laughs> they have like their dream powers so yeah my dream power would probably be like uh, I'm really good at movie trivia, so there, I'd get no help from yeah, my dream well, power. Like you could do a quiz with him, and then you know you can kill me if I lose the quiz. <laughs> He's gonna kill me either way. He's not gonna honor yeah, that. Yeah. He's a, Freddy's a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think I'd have to go the route of four, which is show him his own reflection, because apparently. Freddy's a vampire. No, vampires don't die when they see the reflection. You can't see the reflection. Apparently, Freddy dies or explodes when he sees his reflection, which yeah. is cool. And that's so like kind of easily done with a phone as well. Just, you know, get the selfie camera out and just shove it in his face and then you're done. Exactly. So. Hey, Freddy, let me take a selfie. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So maybe you'll be all right. I, I got a strategy. I got a strategy, yeah. but you'll... <laughs> yeah. He'll probably get me on some, like, I don't know. He'd, I'd probably be the first one. <laughs> oh, no. no. Come on. But, no one wants to be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first one's sometimes the best one. Like, Tina was the first one. No, true. She's the best yeah. one in that one. I think the puppet one is the first one in three. That's true. Maybe you do want to be the first one. You'll have the best Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so... As long as you say something funny, as long as there's a good punchline, I think I'd be at peace. Yeah, yeah. I want to die laughing. Like. <laughs> Exa exactly. Yeah. So, Freddy's a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to sum he, up. <laughs> he would be difficult to survive. You have to be yeah. very... Because it's not, it's not like strength to beat Freddy, unless you're a kickboxer. It's wit. <laughs> yeah, but I think you need a little bit, little bit of both, really. And that might be... Yeah where my detriment is uh with you know i've got the kickboxing but i probably won't think quick enough as well <laughs> so uh, you need to I be gotcha. one step ahead of him um so yeah i think that i just my brain won't catch up quick enough with whatever he's got planned so and he's really clever because he's coming up with those one-liners on the spot he's too yeah. good he is too good yeah exactly yeah i'm i'm happy for freddy to kill me it's okay <laughs> it's fine We're, we'll yeah. allow it yeah <laughs> so thank you for joining me today was there any other freddy thoughts on your mind 
No, not really. I mean, I guess if you're if you're listening to this, you've probably already watched most of the Freddy movies. But I always have to say, just if you haven't watched them, and for some reason you're at the end of this episode, um, <laughs> de- definitely get on it and watch them all. It's it's a great franchise. It's definitely one to sit with a bunch of mates and maybe have a beer and a bunch of snacks and just have fun with it. Don't take them too seriously and just roll with the punches and have a great time because it's. It's just so much fun. It is definitely one of the most consistently fun franchise, in my opinion. Because even when Freddy, when the Freddy movies are bad, I'm never bored. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're laughing along at how bad it is, rather than getting annoyed at how bad it is. Just be like, oh, I just want to switch this off. Yeah, they just get sillier and sillier. And it's great. Exactly. So there's a lot to love in the world of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Where can the people find you and Drunken Horror Podcast? So you can find me on Twitter at A Boiled Eggly. And you can find the Drunken Horror lot on Twitter and on Instagram at Drunken Horror. And yeah, just we kind of release episodes uh, every two weeks. And we generally do a post before uh, we record for if anyone wants to have any comments or thoughts or questions for us to chat about the movies. So yeah, give us give us a little follow and we can hang out. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to Alice for joining me to talk about Freddy. It's always great talking about the Springwood Slasher. So it was an eventful past week for your boy. I went viral on Twitter. The podcast has a huge boost. I got my credit card stolen. I had some really, really fun interviews and I got into a car accident. Luckily, as far as accidents go, it was pretty minor and no one got hurt except my car. Oh well. Life's a roller coaster, I guess. Gotta take the highs with the lows, but we keep on keeping on. On this segment of I Know What You Watched Last Week, in which I tell you about the horror films I watched since the last episode, episode two of The Last of Us came out, and it was an absolute banger. Bella Ramsey continues to impress as Ellie, and Daddy Pascal, I mean Pedro Pascal, just absolutely inhabits the character of Joel. No spoilers, but they finally introduced my favorite monster of the game. And just like in the game, they're as terrifying as ever. Unfortunately, it was another light week for uh, horror movies for me. I was supposed to go see Jurassic Park in theaters last night, but instead I got into a car accident, which is uh, a really horrible trade. I I didn't want that at all. I I really wanted to see JP, but that's life, I guess. And life finds a way. We're keeping positive. I did finally see Skinnamarink over the weekend, and my feelings on it is Skinner mixed. I thought that pun was going to be better than it actually was. I didn't know much about Skinnamarink going in, and I definitely did not know it was experimental. It reminded me of sitting through great, but sometimes painful experimental films at college. I'm not quite sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing for me. Still. I couldn't stop thinking about the film, so I give it credit there. Also, there was a jump scare so good, I literally kicked the air out of instinct. I don't care who you are, but if a film activates your fight response, it deserves your respect. 
If you're interested in this part of the podcast, follow me at Letterbox at Taurus AU so you can see all the movies I log and see my pretty little reviews. If you're enjoying the Would You Die podcast, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If you want to help support the podcast financially, I do have a Buy Me a Coffee page. I'll put the link in the episode description, but it is buymeacoffee.com slash Show. There is absolutely no obligation to donate, but any little bit will help me so, so much. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Show, And you can, you know, interact with me there. I do my best, I promise. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at Podcast, but that's mostly shit posts of gizmo dancing to random music I find. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend Josie Palmer. Next week, we're talking about a Mac Daddy you don't even want to fuck with. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.